You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. The NFL is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving all new players a can't-miss offer for week one. Just bet $1 on any NFL game during the first week of the season and receive $200 in free bets instantly. 200 smackaroos, no matter what. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right, DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and check out all the great promotions and daily odds boosts. Plus, you can make every game a big game with same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any week one game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Everybody and welcome to episode 74, season 2 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home. Today we're going to be continuing our series of breaking down the Detroit Red Wings 2021-22 depth chart. I highly recommend you check out episode 1. We're breaking down the uh, forward lines, defensive lines, and uh, well, goaltending, not much to do there. Uh, it's a wonderful conversation because we did record it live. So we get, uh, some valuable input from everybody watching, uh, and, uh, we'll be going through special teams here today. So strap in and, uh, I hope you guys will enjoy, please, uh, feel free to comment on this video. I know this is uh, pre-recorded. It's not going live if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, but, uh, we're going to go ahead and take all the input we get from these, uh, episodes because we've been getting a lot and we'll go ahead and just do uh, a stream later on before the season starts of what everybody else thinks uh, we should do with this roster. So please, I invite you, I implore you, give us your forward lines, your defensive uh, pairings. Um, shoot, if you think Grice should be starting over Nadelkovich, give us that. Give us your power play lines and your penalty kill uh, players. Uh, all of it's going to be in play. We'll have some fun. We'll get uh, your input, even when we release all that stuff on what everybody thinks. Uh, but enjoy... Part two of our uh, Red Wings Death Breakdown. Uh, I do want to kind of go over this real quick before we jump into the personnel. Uh, for anybody who's not familiar, what the way that I have this built out is very similar to a lot of NHL teams. It's the 1-3-1. One, one. Um, you've got your net front guy, a left flank, a bumper, and a right flank, and then you've got uh, your point player. So... The way that this is broken down for anybody watching on YouTube is um, there's the opportunity for the left flank to come back and play the left point, uh, depending on how, how you're going to cycle these guys around and what your actual play is with the one, three, one. But, and then on the same side, you have the opportunity to move Veronic to the left point, bring uh, Verona back to the right point. And both of those give good options for what I think are 
I mean, if you look at all three guys in the middle, you have viable options of guys who can carry the play, whether or not they're setting something up or if, if they're going to be taking the shot themselves. I, I, I think this first power play line, Mike, it might be loaded to the point where the second power play line might have some trouble where we want to bring some of these guys over to it. But right now, let's, let's, let's break it down. Um, my net front guy, and this is where I had the conversation earlier with um, the gentleman on YouTube, and I said, uh, you know, Rasmussen was on my third line, but I think he, like, the vote of confidence is him being on the first power play. And this is where he's my net front guy. Um, on my left flank, I've got Zadina. The bumper is Dylan Larkin, and my right flank is Verana. Uh, you you pretty much look at that very similar to how the Red Wings were set up at the end of last year. And then I've got Hironic at the point. Just kind of seems like as the season gets rolling, they're not going to make too many huge changes. But I, I do like the idea of finally having like a, a fully healthy Red Wings team. How does the first power play look? It's going to, I'm hoping it looks like this. Um, Mike, I, we have a ton of guys, right? A ton of guys we could slot in here. Um, there, there are so many different changes that we could make. Um, I do like sticking with this format at least. Is, is, um, is anything sticking out? first of changes you'd want to make to the first power play setup as as apprehensive as i was uh seeing the the top line be some combo of bertuzzi larkin and brada on the first power play i i gotta say i would want to see larkin and brada on there in some capacity i'm a little surprised you don't have the twos out there man i don't see that familiar buck tooth smile there grunting at me um can i can i make that i'll make the argument real quick is I just mentioned that I thought, you know, it, one of our big struggles last year was that we, we couldn't we couldn't scare anybody with the, uh, our second power play unit. So Bertuzzi was actually our top performing analytically from an expected goals uh, perspective um, forward for our power play. And uh, to go back to uh, points about Nadelkovich, surely that was a small sample size. But uh, I, I put him on the second power play and built uh, my, my Red Storm unit. Oh God! Uh, my golf storm unit, yeah, uh, along with Adam Ernie, and um, yeah, you know, more insider. Uh, that's that's my PP two, but we can, we can go over that in a sec. But um, that's that's where Tuz is landing because I I feel like he he's that net front guy that uh, that that all of his goals uh, on the power play this past season were because he had such great positioning and he's he's low to the ground when he's moving his body, moving the stick. He's a perfect spot for that. And he, he's already losing teeth. So he doesn't worry about that either. So you put him net front on that second power play unit. I think you, you have an opportunity here to, to make something that's a little scary, depending on which power play unit you throw out. And I think too, that, that puts you in a uh, play to, to have two very different strategies while keeping that one, three, one format. And you can really throw off a, a penalty kill unit. Um, once, once they're, you know, trying to switch lines and, and play something different. I and here's, like uh, you got to throw out this too, Mike, uh, Eric's with you. This is, uh, as you mentioned, was, uh, having Letty on the first power play. I, to me again, I, I still like Heronic there only because of, um, that's how they started the season. I, I, I think there's absolutely opportunity to move a lot of guys in and out of these uh, these roles on uh, 
power play on on those three pairings only because I I'm not super confident with any of them. But Eric, I mean, you that is a, a brilliant point. I I think if if there's a reason that Letty's over here, it's to probably give more guidance on the power play. So to me, it almost is short sighted to to not have him on there. So Mike. You're making that point. Eric's making that point, but yeah. uh, I can't Letty, change the graphics. Letty Verano, yeah, Letty Verano, Larkin, in some capacity, absolutely are the first line. Um, and if I get distracted, it's because Jurassic Express almost won the tag team titles um, on AEW. Dynamite. <laughs> um, man, I think ideally the, the we would like to see Rasmussen be. To the point where you know we trust him to be on that that first line, but I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't think we've we've gotten any evidence that we can we can trust that yet. So it's 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 I think it's an ideal situation, but I know your 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 scenario is to try and spread the wealth a little bit. But my God, we're so like incapable at times of scoring goals. Uh, we're such a putrid offense. I feel like if we can get to the point where we have one line that I feel like we could count on, uh, I'd rather do that than try to spread the wealth and have two pretty good power play units. I'd rather just have Burt, Verana, Larkin, Letty, and then the fifth guy can, uh, you know, be some sort of cycling of, you know, the Fabries, the Zadinas, um, uh, maybe an Ernie, uh, I don't know. I, I, it's it's so tough to even get just those top four guys, and I know we might have some adventures keeping them, you know, healthy uh, based on the recent past. So if if we can get, you know, half a season of Ronald Lark and Burt Letty plus fill in the blank for one power play unit, I think I'd be happy. Well, I'll at least I'll, I'll defend Rasmussen a little bit because he finished out the season pretty strong, and a lot of that was was because of how he looked on the on the power play. He he really to me settled in that net front position. So again, where where uh, I was talking earlier with somebody on YouTube, and I want to reward him. This is where I want to reward him for that strong finish. Um, I I just. I if I'm if I'm gonna do that, I guess I mean he could go on the PP two and still the reward is that you earned a power play spot. But I I do want to mix up that that second power play to at least have twos in there, and you've got the familiarity. And I I could bring that up in a second here. But I did change graphics for everybody who's not watching on YouTube and listening to the uh, podcast. I did switch out the left flank and the bumper, so this was the only change I made. I made no personnel change. I made no player change. Just a position change. Uh, after talking uh, with our blogger Jesse, uh, so this this is where, I mean, I I'm open to anything, but uh, the left flank uh, suggestion was was due to getting someone like Larkin with speed back in case there's any turnovers, and I I, I really like that element of it. Um, so as far as I went so far with graphic changes, um, yeah, it's, it's, go ahead and we'll we'll try Larkin at the left flank, but. I think uh, for anybody who's listening and not having to be, uh, you know, they're, they're not subjected to this beautiful graphic. Uh, <laughs> it's flawless. Uh, I, I think there is a lot of opportunity to move some guys around here, but I, I think uh, I'll admit my first, my first failing is probably the Nick Letty thing. And uh, really, I just wanted to go with familiarity, but I've, I've never been particularly happy with Ronick. I just think it's uh, maybe I'll be, maybe I'll be right. Maybe I'll be, I'll land on Jeff Blaschel's way of building a team and yeah. uh, he doesn't want to shake things up 
too often when it comes to like, you know, giving Heronic that first position, like that doesn't get shaken up a lot. Does he mix up lines throughout the game? Absolutely. But does Heronic get, get that, that, I don't know, demotion or anything like that? No. So I, I think it might be accurate that Heronic would start there, but I will, I will bend the knee. I, I think Nick Letty was the better pick there. So I, on my own graphic, absolutely. Um, um, do you want to take I a look really, at? Uh, I feel like yeah. Let's look at what your your second line is, Matt. Um, but it for me, it it this is the hardest job for Blashell and uh, um, Tange. Um, it just really feels like that game, like that board game bobble, and you're just gonna kind of and see who's you know having a hot week or two, unless you kind of go with uh, geez, look at Matt putting cider in there already. I'm <laughs> the optimist. <laughs> Who is that? Ernie, Fabry, uh, Tues. Who you got and, on the uh, Suter. Oh, you got Suter. We got to get used to that uh, forehead. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, Puse. <laughs> Couldn't help I myself. See, um, uh, I, I, I got to say, I got to be honest. I don't see this power play unit ever lacing them up a single time next season. I, I would, I would almost put a DraftKings wager that we never see this combination again. Let me let me throw it out there for the podcast listeners. Would be uh, Bertuzzi as the net front, uh, Suter is left flank. Our bumper is uh, Adam Ernie. Right flank is Fabry, and then um, yeah, I, I put Cider in there for shits and giggles. But uh, clearly, if we're moving Letty to the first power play line, Heronic's probably taking the second, if not De Kaiser, who scores out again pretty well on the power play. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you can't not have Fabry out there. He's going to be on either the first or second line. Matt, I I don't hate your Bertuzzi idea. I just, it's, you know, we're a pretty toothless offensive team. Um, so it's anything we can get, any any opportunity. We have such a hard time keeping it in the other team's zone. What We barely control the puck on power plays. Maybe that's where, you know, Letty can, you know, really turn things around and it'll make a difference who's on the ice. But it just... It feels like the first 30 minutes of the Mighty Ducks movie every time I watch our power play. So I I, I, I admire how much thought and effort you put into this, but I, I I don't know if we have the personnel to have this make much of a difference outside of, you know, like a, a boggle, uh, luck of the draw, who's having a hot week. All right, get out there, kid. So um, let me, so then I, I throw this out there then. You just want to move Rasmussen to our net front on the second power play, move Bertuzzi up to the first power play, and keep this the same? Or is this, this is, who are you putting in? Yeah, I think I would just switch out Rasmussen and Bertuzzi. Um, And and Cider, I'm guessing as well. I don't want to get rid of Cider. I just think we're (laughs) we're aiming aiming really high on this one for a guy who's had zero NHL shifts. uh, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with it. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he's gonna get a shot early on. I am going to refresh my DraftKings app and see if I can make a wager that the Red Wings use this combination zero times. Uh, I want to see what the parlay is for that. Uh, and I'm not against it again, but I think I would see Mark Stahl on the power play before I see Mo Sight. Whoa! All right, no, I'll take that bet. Let's step outside of DraftKings. I, I'll, <laughs> we'll take that bet. That's no problem. Um, and I, you know, I'm really excited for cider. I just, I, I don't think we're going to see that right now. And I, I, I respect that. I, and like I said, there, there's a lot of names that could come in and out of these spots, but I, I, 
I still like, um, I, I wouldn't land on Ernie as a bumper so hard if it wasn't what the only thing Jeff Blashell's mentioned in his post or off season interviews and press conferences as, as a, a major talking point when bringing in Tunge, who was trying to improve Adam Ernie in the bumper spot. Um, I, I, so I had to put him there, and it was one of those things where it was like, well, if this is Blashell's number one priority. Does he go on the first power play unit? <laughs> like, I, that, that blew my mind, and this is, that's from an article from The Athletic by uh, Max Boltman, and he got an opportunity to talk with Tungay and uh, Blashell, and that was, that was the big point that was put out there. So <clears throat> if, that, if that's a priority, I mix that with Bertuzzi going on the second power play unit, and there's the chemistry, I'm assuming, with Suter, Fabry, and Bertuzzi. I, there's potential here for this to be formidable. I'll, I'll, I'm going to land on that. I'm, I'm not, that wasn't a, you know, a Biles land, but, you know, I, I didn't break my ankles. It wasn't a psycho said land. <laughs> um, I, I think the, it's, it's, ugh. It's it's the, I think the the special teams right that really makes me realize oh yeah we are, we're still pretty far away from being a good team because yeah. uh, it's it's hard to pick your top five guys and it shouldn't be that hard it it should be you know you're in the kitchen with a bunch of ingredients and you can't you just you're just giddy with anticipation about how you're going to put the ingredients together and instead it's kind of like oh man well I got a carrot um a little paprika. Some coffee grounds. Uh, maybe with some sugar, we can make a, a carrot cake, and maybe people won't notice. Um, <laughs> so, hey, this is a good transition. Um, I I do want to talk about a couple of guys who. Uh, I mean, really, we're just poaching the New York Islanders at this point. Um, oh, here we go. We've got Grice, Letty, and I've got two other guys who everybody who's been mucking around and like the uh the j fresh roster builders uh has been probably looking at this guy at some point and throwing him in on their roster to see how it looks but continuing from the power play conversation is why i think this guy who uh, oh boy what a transition this is going to be because uh, i didn't get it set properly before i started saying his name kyle palmary now <clears throat> look 30 years old Certainly, uh, he's taken a huge dip. But, Mike, I, I'm looking at a guy who can fill in as a right-hander and primarily can focus on the power play for us. Like, this is, this is something where if we're going to be talking about bringing third and fourth liners into the power play to fill it out, and there's a necessity for some more right-handed sticks, and we could look at that second power play and have to keep our vomit down, uh, at least from being so scared. Uh I think this is at least an option where the longer Kyle has to wait for a new contract, maybe that cap number comes down a little bit. That, of course, is his number from last season, the $4.7 million, which is being shown on uh, the YouTube channel here. Um, now, <clears throat> the thing, again, I'd have to point out, Mike, when you look at Kyle Palmieri's, uh his, his war chart uh, in the top right corner of the screen, um, he fell off a cliff, a, a considerable cliff, Okay. <laughs> It, it must have hurt real bad, but what was consistent at least was was the power play percentages. So when I when I first took a look at this, I went, all right, it's I mean, it's not going to completely change us into like a, a playoff team. But I think it is something at least where as we're trying to build this team and get a younger, you know, 
get these younger kids to see a guy who's been playing in NHL power plays for 10 years. And that is, I, I would at least put it as a specialty for Kyle, uh, something that that could benefit a little bit. And um, I, I, I did measure him one more time. I'm not going to waste everybody's time and, and show off another graphic here, but at least from the expected goals, four per 60 and Corsi four per 60 on the power play uh, last season, uh, he was in the top uh, 25% of the league. So it doesn't hurt. And it, it's something too where we still have that cap space if we don't get uh, Patterson, and I'm sure he still wants a job. And this could be something where for us the benefit is you get a right-handed stick, you get a guy that can fill out a second power play line, and again the ten years of of experience uh, playing on on power plays that that really matter. So I I I think I, it, I think that... it helps make us uh, you know a special teams maybe not a special teams powerhouse, but uh, we we at least won't be throwing up in fear from that second power play unit coming out. Yeah, um, I would say. We're still sitting on about $18 million, uh, worth in cap space. Um, I know we still have a little bit of um, uh, restricted free agent work to do. But, I, you know, I got to think we have 4 or $5 million to, to throw at Kyle. Um, the only thing holding him back is I, I'm, I would be pretty stunned, um, you know, if this 30-year-old guy wants to sign a one-year deal uh, with Eisenman on a poo-poo team. Um, I would think that he, it's not that he wouldn't want to get that big bag of money, but he would probably want, um, you know, I got to think you want at least three years, you know, a little bit of job security. Um, cause that's know, a good he's, point. He's, he's getting to that point where he's, you know, this is probably, if he gets a long-term deal, this is his last shot. So I got to think that's probably why he's, he's waiting right now to see if this is going to be it. If he's going to have to, you know, maybe maybe just take five, five mil over one year. And you know, that, that wouldn't, it wouldn't really hurt the Red Wings at all. Um, you know, we got a whole, you know, we got that wide open cap sheet, uh, going into 2022, 20, 2023 and so on. Um, even if we signed Paul Mary, we'd still have room for our, our best buddy Pedersen. Uh, we still have room to resign. Um, who's that last restricted? Are we still, is it just Ronick? Yeah. Horonic and Pedersen can easily fit on this. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you're looking at worst case scenario, I, I, you know, maxing out that 18 and you'd still be able to afford all three guys. And that, that you know, I don't really see that happening. So, um, Matt, I don't, I, don't, I don't hate your move. I just, I think it would be tough to get Paul Mary to come here because he would go against um, Eiserman's strategy of short-term deals. And I got to think Kyle's first ask would be years. Um, and he'd be a little bit more flexible on the money. Well, I've got another one coming up in a little bit. But uh, before oh, we wrap up the power play conversation, uh, yeah. North Moto has us all figured out. Uh, he's ready to roll. Larkin, <clears throat> bumper on his first power play. Ronick uh, and um, uh, Verana on the flanks. Uh, Burt net front, and Letty is the quarterback. So I I will say my first thought was was never to put uh, two defensemen in there because I, I just think we – it's so iffy, but um, it feels good to, to read that, uh, to be honest with you, North Moto. And then the uh, second, Ernie is our bumper. Zadina and Fabry are the flanks. Uh, Raz is net front. And he's got Cider as uh, as a quarterback. So those sound, those sound pretty good. Um, I just, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Cider in that spot. Um, 
And I would be, I would honestly be shocked um, if the Red Wings played two defensemen on the first line. I, I think that they're, um, I think that they see more um, um, skill um, offensively um, in our forwards. And I, I, don't, I don't know if they really see it in our defensemen. That's where I think that just that split, Letty on one line, um, probably Hironic on the other. But I like yeah, Moto's lines. I think, uh, I think the, one of the things here to keep in mind too is uh, something we can't really prepare for because of how short-handed we are on uh, right-handed sticks. But uh, once we get Lucas Raymond in there and having him on the left flank, and uh, you know when he's playing uh, for Frolanda, he 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 gets himself in position to quarterback. He gets himself in the flank. <laughs> he gets right in there too on the power play. I mean. Um, goes in between the bumper and the the net front guy. I mean that there's a specific strategy in in one three one where you let a guy like Lucas Raymond just do whatever he wants and you kind of just make space. Um, what's the, what's the name for that in basketball, Mike? Where you um, you you give the, you give your guard or you, or your shooting forward just just back up. Every the whole the whole team backs up and oh, you just you give do, them space. Uh, an ISO. ISO. Yeah. yeah, yeah, isolation. Thank you. Um, so I, that's something that we we might be able to practice on the right flank with Verana, but uh, that that would be super scary if uh, like that that'll be a fun question to try and figure out next year if we want to do both of those guys on one line or do we finally have two power play lines when we split those guys up? All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you enjoyed part two again of our depth chart breakdown. Uh, we do hope that you will subscribe uh, to the. Red Wings Rant playlist and the Brothers of Discussion YouTube channel. If you are listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It does us the absolute best for us being found by other Red Wings fans, other hockey fans, or anybody just looking for uh, two brothers that uh, can't stop fucking around. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know what you think. And uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, throw us uh, some ideas in the comments. We'd love to hear it. And we'd like to focus uh, an episode on what everybody thinks uh, we should do with the roster. And we'll kind of give some opinions on, on what you guys think as well. So thank you for tuning in. Check us out at BOD Hockey on Twitter. It's at brothers underscore of underscore discussion on Instagram. If you are listening to the podcast, go find us on YouTube. Uh, follow along and join us uh, for our live streams, which do happen uh, most of the time on Wednesdays and Sundays. Of course, in the off season, we take a bit of a break, make it a little bit easier on ourselves. But we will be back into it once that season gets rolling again. So you don't want to miss a thing. Subscribe. And, uh, of course, we are branching out a tidbit. Uh, you can find uh, some of our video games streaming on YouTube, but we are going to be going uh, on Twitch a lot more, especially when that NHL 22 uh, comes out now. Uh, but anyway, thanks again for tuning in, everybody.